When you're almost famous, you just might find yourself live on air on WATD. Hour two of Almost Famous begins now. And welcome to the second hour of Almost Famous here on 95.9 WATD. We are the South Shores radio station. My name is John Shea, and tonight you are learning about local bands and musicians from right here on the South Shore into Boston and all across New England. We do it every Tuesday night, brought to you by Tiny and Sons Glass. And tonight, we are live on the Tiny stage with Casey McQuellen. Casey, good evening. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. Thanks for coming down to the South Shore tonight. Of course, of course. I was luckily home uh, on the North Shore for Thanksgiving, so it was pretty easy to swing by. Fantastic. And where are you when you're not on the North Shore? I moved to Brooklyn about a year ago. That sounds awesome. How was that? It's fantastic, but I still hate the Yankees, so we're good. Uh, that's good. That's, that's, you know, <laughs> let's get that out of the way right, right away. <laughs> so for those who might not be familiar with who you are, tell us, who is Casey McQuillan? Um, I am a singer-songwriter from Andover, Massachusetts, and I uh, lived in Massachusetts my whole life until I uh, abdicated and went out to New York. Uh, I went. I studied uh, at high school at Phillips Academy, Andover, and then went to Berklee College of Music. I've, you know, learned quite a bit in this state. I can only imagine. And uh, I was reading on your website, is this true that you got your start in music through a seventh grade project? Yes, I did. Uh, Mr. Givens, he gets a lot of shout outs <laughs> uh, out of all my teachers. But yeah, he, you know, historically had a project called the Goal Project, and um, most people tried to learn how to bake a cake, but I decided I wanted to learn to play the guitar, write a song, and then play it for the whole school. Um, wow. And I really liked it, and it was my first experience using music as a way to express how I was feeling. I was very close with my grandfather, uh, who's from Everett, and he was um, sick and eventually passed away during that month that I was in that project, and that was what I wrote my first song about. Incredible. That is the voice of Casey McQuillan here on the Tiny Stage. And you brought um, not just one guest, but a few guests with you tonight. Yes, my parents, the, the, ultimate, uh, the ultimate stage parents. They don't get to come to a lot, a lot in New York, so they, they joined us tonight. Groupies or, or stagehands? What's, what's the better description there? <laughs> um, I'm going to go with, you know, so we, we use the term uh, stage manager is the way we we say it it's the it's the respectful way to say that sometimes my dad carries my stuff into my shows <laughs> momager <laughs> bit of a momager vibe my mom uh actually comes to a lot of my anti-bullying programs with me as well excellent i want to talk about more more about that later on in the yeah. show but uh who is playing guitar with you tonight sam say hi hey guys it's millie here with casey happy to be here there you go now your mic is on hey guys it's millie happy to be here <laughs> good to have you here man millie and i went to berkeley together that's awesome so let, let's start the night off with the song, and then let's talk more about the uh, the anti-bullying, talk more about Berkeley, talk about songwriting. What do you guys want to start the night off with tonight? We're going to start with a, an oldie but a goodie. Uh, this song is currently on Spotify and iTunes, all that stuff. I actually, this is my audition song to Berkeley, which is really funny. Cool. Uh, but it's a, a song called Friends. And Sam, let me just have you strum just so I can check your level before we start. That sounds beautiful, man. You guys are all right. set. Go cool. for it. This Casey McQuillan and uh, WATD, all yours. Friends 
Driving around with the radio down low Where I'll stop, I don't know I just keep thinking about us Living through all of our love We ran around, hearts on high And the days flew by But you stole my air to breathe You stole our love from me Took my face in your hands Said you hope we'd still be friends But friends Don't make me wanna cry Don't make me lie awake at night Wondering what went wrong Oh no Never kissed me in the rain Never watched me break into pieces I can't mend So no, I don't wanna be friends I don't wanna be friends As fast as our love came The Arizona rain Wash my touch from your face I drive and try to forget your lips on my neck I'm still trying to breathe You ripped our love from me Took my face in your head Said you hope we'd still be friends But friends me wanna cry Don't make me lie Awake at night Wondering what went wrong Oh no Never kissed me in the rain Never watched me Break into pieces I can't admit So no I don't wanna be friends Pretend you're not my love I can't fall out of love with us Ooh. Ooh. You couldn't stand to see me cry To that guy, what he leave? Is he ever coming back to me? Oh, you, you make me wanna cry. You make me lie awake at night, wondering what went wrong. Oh no, you kiss me in the rain, and now you're watching me break into pieces. I can't. So no, I don't wanna be friends. I don't wanna be friends. Casey McQuillan live on the tiny stage tonight, ninety-five nine WATD. Nice job on that, man. That sounded great. Thank you. 
And um, Sam, if you want to just maybe reverse that cable, that might solve the uh, the guitar cutting out there. Interesting. Uh huh. Let's give that a shot. Let me get the other guitar going. Yes, exactly. So, Casey, tell us what that song's all about. Tell us how you wrote that. <laughs> um, I can tell by that chuckle. This is going to be a good answer. <laughs> Uh, my poor high school boyfriend that broke up with me, and because of this song, he gets dragged up eight years later. Ah, uh, you know, I tend to write about times that I'm really upset, and that was definitely a story of my first heartbreak, um, and the, kind of the first time dealing with that in a really intense kind of adult way. And so, uh, that was one of those songs I wrote really fast, um, probably in you know half an hour. Now, do you come from a musical background, or do you kind of, is, is this something you learned, you know, completely uh, through school and through kind of uh, self-experience? Uh, self yeah, I don't come from a musical background. My mom will proudly tell you she played the clarinet until about 13, um, but I don't, I don't attribute that. <laughs> is she on the album? My mom is not on the album. No, she the album's dedicated to her, but it is she's not on it. <laughs> um, no, you know I, 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 it was a little. It wasn't until you know, maybe seven or eight that I realized that everybody didn't write little songs all the time, um, and that was my favorite thing to do. And you know, the first song I remember I memorized all the lyrics to was Aaron's Party uh, by Aaron Carter when I was five years old. Um, I was just really fascinated with songs and the stories in the songs. I remember being, you know, in the mini in the backseat of the minivan, driving from Cape Cod. And uh, listening to Destiny's Child and wanting to be older so that I could truly appreciate the emotions in the breakup song. That was the song. It was called Emotions by Destiny's Child. Um, and I wanted to be older so I could, you know, I could be even more of a songwriter. Which I think was written by the Bee Gees. Oh, I don't know. It's a great song, so I wouldn't yes. be shocked. Not positive, but I think it was. <laughs> there you go. That, somebody can wiki fact check that. <laughs> yes, exactly. That is uh, the voice of Casey McQuillan here on WATD. Show with us your website, Casey, if you would. Sure. CaseyMcQuillan.com. It's pretty easy. That's simple enough. It's like a quill, like the thing you wrote with back in the olden days, and that's my name. On the website, too, is the album, right? Yep. Some of the singles off the album. We haven't dropped the full EP yet. Um, but that song, Friends You Heard, is up and ready to go on Spotify and iTunes, all that kind of stuff. When is the official drop date? We have not set that yet. So really? I guess stay so this tuned. is a, this is a, a rare item that I have in my yes, hands. Yes, it is. You you hold you hold so much power. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to know. So uh, Casey, let's. Uh, I, I want to talk about your your anti bullying campaign, but I want to hear another song too. So uh, it's your choice. Well, this is a perfect segue. The next song we were going to sing is actually part of my anti bullying campaign. Um, this song's called Beautiful, and I wrote this song when I was seventeen and on my way to the school gym. And before I left my house, I put on some makeup and. That was actually something I did every time I went to the gym. That was something, to, something I did every time I left my house. Uh, but it was this one time that I stopped and I, I, I asked myself why I was doing that. Uh, because that's obviously something you learn. You know, eight-year-old girls don't put on makeup every time they leave the house. Um, and I sat down I wrote this song called Beautiful. And it follows my experience with bullying in middle school. And then, you know, being in high school and just thinking, you know, boys would like me. And I'd, I'd have more friends if I just looked better. And all the way into adulthood and what I thought it must be like to be my mother watching me 
go through that same cycle of self-doubt and self-hatred that a lot of young women learn around the age of, you know, 13 to to 18. Uh, So this is one of the songs I sing in my program. It's called Beautiful. All right, let's hear it. We have Casey McQuillan on WATD. It's all yours. I'm staring in the mirror Wondering what I could do better Wondering how I could be Anyone but me Cause I'm 13 The other kids are so mean Why do they not like me? Why do they not like me? I hear them laugh behind my back And it hurts But what's worse is when they don't see me at all I've got my lipstick in my hand cause I just wanna be like them I just wanna be beautiful I can't be invisible no more I wanna be beautiful what's so wrong with that if I were beautiful the world might love me back I would be happy, beautiful, beautiful. I fall in love, I'm 17, and he is everything I need, I Memorize the freckles on his face Dream about the way he says my name She's blonde, she's blue-eyed She has the prettiest smile He's in love at 17 But it's not with me I want to be beautiful What's wrong with that if I were beautiful? He might love me back I would be It's like staring in the mirror She looks upon her pretty face Only sees the mistakes I don't know what to do To stop this abuse She is so confused She needs to know the truth She is beautiful Someone tell her that she is I would 
look in the mirror And though I know better I'm 13 all over again With lipstick in my hand Very nice. That is Casey McQuellen live on the tiny stage tonight on 95.9 WATD. Casey, take us through the process of how you wrote that song, you know, from the, the concept to completion, if you would. You know, in my anti-bullying program, I, I say to the kids, that's the closest that they're going to get to my diary. Um, and I think that applies to a lot of songwriting. I I come from the mindset that a really good song has to scare you the first time you play it for people that know you because you're exposing something about yourself. Um and that song for me was was it was embarrassing to sing for a long time because i think we live in a culture where you know everybody it's it's awesome we're body positive and and be who you want and wear makeup if you want and don't if you don't but the but the one thing you're not allowed is to want to be beautiful the one thing you can't it's a shameful act and but at the same time we feel so much pressure to look like the Kardashians and to, you know, fit into these roles of what it is to be a beautiful woman in this society. And for me, that song is a bit of a release. It's an admi- it's an admission that there are times where I feel insecure and I, a little secret parts part of me, would think it would all be better if I just looked better. Um, and it took years of self-reflection and, like, actively practicing self-love to fight that because I don't want to feel that way. And I have to tell you, I'm not 100% successful. There are still times where I think that. But that's the basis of my anti-bullying program is I try to go into schools and I try to be honest with kids. I try to tell them how I too sometimes feel these things that we're all supposed to hide that we think and we feel and the insecurities that we really do have and that they're not alone. And that's the the, the reason I call my tour the You Matter Tour is because I'm trying to tell kids that their feelings matter, that their their emotions matter, and these experiences that they have um, are valid. And I think in today's social media culture, it can be really easy to look on your Instagram feed and think everybody else has it figured out. And I think it's our responsibility as artists to peel back that layer and talk about what's really going on behind the scenes. Well, especially when you can just apply a filter and take whatever's wrong with the world and make it right, you know, virtually. I when, call it the highlight reel. Exactly. When you behind know, the scenes, it's a whole different story. Imagine if you watched Sports Center and you thought that's what all the games were like. You know, that's that's not that's not what people's lives are like. And I'm very honest with my fans. Like, hey, I have Instagram, I have Twitter, I love it. I'm posting. Um, but it's really important for them to know that, you know, I posted that I was here today and it's so cool. But also Millie and I, like, rehearsed in his apartment for the past three days. And, you know, I hit a lot of traffic coming down here. Like, you know, it's like, it's not all awesome. It's it, there. There's a lot of work and a lot of behind the scenes, medium points and low points that can get you to those high points that people share. And I think our culture would be better off if we were all just a little bit more honest about what the average of our days look like. I agree. Very much so. Sam, how has this experience affected you? 
Uh, I've been touring actually with Casey for a while as her sound guy, so I've been firsthand actually been able to get a really good experience of what the shows are like and what the experience is like, and I've learned a lot about Casey in the in the process too because we were really good friends in college. Like we hung out almost every single weekend, but sometimes hanging out and drinking you don't learn some things. Right. And I feel like I've gotten to really know Casey, and there's a reason why I show up and do these gigs with her is because I support the message and. I want to be there as much as I can, man. Fantastic. I want to talk more about this, but we have to take a quick time out. From Almost Famous, my name is John Shea. You're learning about local bands and musicians. But, uh, Casey, do you have some more songs to uh, share after the break? Oh, yeah, we do. I'm Stay sure tuned. you do. Excellent. We've got more with her and Sam on the tiny stage right after this. There's a lot of quality programming out there, and we'd just like to say thanks for choosing us. Biggest Loser. Oh, and Storage Wars. SpongeBob SquarePants is on. SpongeBob is kind of cool. Straight up. Almost Famous on 95.9 WATD. And we are back on the tiny stage tonight here on 95.9 WATD. And in studio tonight, we have Casey McQuillan. Casey, good evening. How are you doing in there? Doing well, man. Happy to be here. Thank you for coming here. Well, I'm loving what I'm hearing so far, and I can't wait to actually listen to the whole CD in my car tonight. <laughs> well, the one I'm going to play now, we were talking how the CD's unreleased. This is one of the unreleased tracks. Ah, very cool. From the CD. Before we get to that, though, let me have yes. you reintroduce yourself and reintroduce your guitar player. What's up, guys? <laughs> My name is Casey McQuillan. I am a singer-songwriter from Andover, Massachusetts, uh, and I'm here with my guitar player, Millie. Hey, guys. Hey there. Sounding good tonight, man. Very nice. So uh, share with us your website, any social media information, and uh, give, uh, give uh, whatever music is available up on the website a plug as well. Cool, guys. Um, I'm at CaseyMcQuillan.com. I'm Casey McQuillan on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. I just stole all the Casey McQuillan. Anytime there's a new app, I just take Casey McQuillan so nobody can take it. So um, it's pretty easy. I'm pretty, uh, it's pretty standard across the board. My biggest app's definitely You're Instagram. aggressive, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, I get that a lot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, my biggest app's definitely Instagram. Um, so come hang out with me there. And, yeah, when you can check on my website, um, we got a bunch of music videos up. And I do a bunch of cover songs and... It's a lot of music. We love it. And if that name sounds familiar, was it season 13 or 14 that you were on a little uh, TV show on Fox? I, uh, you are correct. I was on Top Chef. No. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Um, I was on American Idol season 13. Excellent. Yes. That was, that was a good time a long time ago. <laughs> now, how did that, how did the, was that before or was that after you, you had your anti-bullying idea? Uh, that was during. During, actually, okay. I, my anti-bullying program started very organically, which is why I think it works. Um, I was invited back to my old middle school where I learned to play the guitar in the seventh grade, and um, my guitar teacher asked me to do a little songwriting class for the guitar class of that year. And I asked myself which of my songs would work best to teach a bunch of 12-year-olds. <laughs> and I came up with these three songs I'd written uh, throughout middle school and high school that dealt with issues of growing up. Uh, and I played the songs, and, you know, some of the kids liked the songwriting, but all the kids really related to the messages behind the song. And my teacher was like, wow, you should really do this for the whole grade. And then, and then we did it for the whole school, and then I did it for the other middle schools. And all of a sudden, about once a month, by, just by word of mouth, and I was going around and, and playing this inspirational uh, concert for kids and talking about my experiences behind these songs. But when I was, it was when I was on American Idol, um, and it kind of got a lot more well-known around the area that the show really blew up and I was, I think, really importantly able to add a segment of the program about Idol. 
And about how we were talking earlier about how it looks really flashy and it's really exciting, but that that was a lot of pressure to be under. And some of the emotional uh, trauma <laughs> that I experienced and how self-inflicted a lot of that stress and pain was. And I, I walked through the kids about that and the concept of failure and how a lot of times when we feel we failed, we ourselves have created that failure in our own heads. That's amazing. That's an amazing outlook. That's that's incredible. I love the way you, you, you say that. You know, failing on national television really can <laughs> shake things up for you. Uh, just kidding. Well, that was my point. I didn't win American Idol, not shockingly to anyone listening to this program. And uh, as someone who was a perfectionist my whole life, that was, to me, I, I, I viewed it as a failure. And I, I thought I was going to, I thought it was disappointing all my fans and all my friends. And of course, everybody else looked at it the complete opposite way. And four years later, you know, I'm still talking about on the radio like it's this great, awesome thing because it was. But I placed a lot of pressure uh, on myself that. If I had just let it go and just enjoyed the ride, it would have been so much more enjoyable for me of a process. Exactly. And you've also, you've got this passion that you matter, uh, passion that you have. And this this helped, you know, introduce that to a whole new audience that may never would have found out about it. So, Yeah. And you guys, if you're listening and you're, uh, you think your kids are having a self-esteem issue at school or there's a bullying problem, I'd love to come to your school. I've played for over 100 schools in Massachusetts for over 30,000 students. Uh, so I'd love to make your school next. That's incredible. That is the voice of Casey McQuillan. Give the website again if people are listening right now and they want to uh, check that out. CaseyMcQuillan.com. You can email me at Casey at CaseyMcQuillan.com. I told you, it's, it's not hard. Once you get Casey McQuillan down, you pretty much can find me anywhere. Now, the big question is, how do you spell McQuillan? McQuillan is an Irish name. It is spelled M-C-Q-U-I-L-L-E-N, which is rare. I think they messed it up at Ellis Island somewhere, and they gave us an E, but that's how my name spelled. Thank you for the Guinness, by the way. <laughs> well, I'm actually taking that back. Okay, just, just making sure. I can't drink it on the radio anyway, so <laughs> let's hear another song before the, uh, the FCC comes and shuts us down tonight. <laughs> what are we going to hear next? So this song is called Selene, and I wrote it about two years ago now for my little baby cousin. My, my first cousin had a baby in the whole family. And every Christmas, we are all assigned, one cousin gets assigned to another cousin to give a gift. And I got my cousin who had just had a baby. And I decided to write him a song about what it must be like to have a newborn from his perspective. Um, and I am super, super in love with my little cousin, Selene. I love her. I just saw her over Thanksgiving. Um, and yeah, this song was written when she was two weeks old. So if you have a baby or you know a baby, you might like this song. Excellent. That is Casey McQuellen with Millie live on the tiny stage tonight, 95.9 WATD. It's all yours. Oh, and you don't know you have a 
Casey McQuellen in studio tonight, 95.9 WATD. How long did it take you to write that song? Uh, that one, I, I swear most of my songs take me a really long time to write, but maybe the good ones end up taking not long at all. I, I wrote that song really fast because, uh, you know, I wrote it in, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes. <laughs> it's a pretty simple song. Um, it's a pretty simple song lyrically. Um, it's a pretty name, too. Selena, oh my God, and she's just the cutest. And the truth is, two years later, she does love to dance and sing. I predicted it. I take credit for it. <laughs> and I'm sure you remind her of that. Yeah, I'll tweet. I'll tweet out. If anyone follows me on Instagram, I she was my whole Instagram story about a about a, 24 hours ago. So she's super cute. <laughs> I want to go back to the uh, to the You Matter uh, tour sure. for a moment and ask you, how has the, that experience touched you personally? Oh my gosh, it's just the most rewarding experience i'm so privileged to be able to to do the show you know a lot of artists have to wait a really 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 long time and be playing really really big venues to engage on a on a personal level have a really intense emotional connection with their listeners um and i'm so lucky that i get to go into these schools and play for 1500 kids and really get to they get to know me and I get to know them Sam you know Sam mentioned earlier like he was my friend for years in the Umatter tour he he learned me in a new way because I try my hardest 
to get back to those emotional places where I, when I wrote the song when I was 13 or 15 or 17, because I want the kids to be honest with me and I, I want to change the culture of a school when I go. And um, I frequently cry during the program. I talk about some of the hardest things that has ever happened to me or the people I love. And um, to be able to not only in person meet these kids and hear their stories and hear how my, the, the songs, you know, uh, connect with them, but I, I get to keep up with them on social media afterwards and hear from them via email. And, you know, I hear from their parents and there's a lot of kids out there that are just, it's really hard to like be a person. And I know that sounds silly, but everybody's got something going on, you know? And I think as musicians, we got into this to connect with people and the Matter tour is made it so that the beginning of my career that's been my main focus was connecting fantastic can you share with us maybe any any success stories or testimonials that you've you've heard along the way oh yeah one of my favorite ones it's an you know an upbeat one um was i played this show in rhode island and i i hadn't i did maybe nine months later i i heard from a teacher i got an email and it was a photo um of two students and one of them was wearing a shirt with my face on it and 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 the phrase be your own kind of beautiful but the interesting part of this story was that i do not have merch (laughs) (laughs) so i was pretty surprised and um the story behind it was that this girl was being bullied and she had really connected with the program the whole school connected and was a super fun show that i did and um but it'd been you know about nine months since i've been there and her friend went online and made this shirt uh, and gave it to her and, and to wear around. And it was to remind herself about the message that she wasn't alone, that, uh, you know, it's actually, it's it's the, it's the good guy who gets picked on. And, and to make some extra, extra money on eBay, too. <laughs> Maybe. But in what was really interesting, too, but it also reminded the kids that were bullying her of the message. And to me, that was so powerful because I hadn't been there for months. And um, the idea that, you know, I, I experienced bullying, and I think most people have at some point. And the idea that I could be worn as armor is like my dream. <laughs> if you know me, I'm a very, I get very defensive for people, and I'm always jumping uh, up, uh, jumping up into the line of fire. And so, the fact that I can be uh, be worn as armor when I'm not even there means a lot to me. Which segues perfectly into my next question, which is, what inspires you? Uh, Me and my therapist talk about this all the time. (laughs) Um, I think it's that connection, you know. I think as a kid who was really loud and the head of student council and... You I know, couldn't see you as a very loud student. Oh, is that shocking to you? Is it? Is it? Uh, yeah, it's not. It's not surprising to anybody. I went into the entertainment industry, but um, you know, I think I got a lot of negative attention for being smart and opinionated and, and too loud for an eleven-year-old girl. And um, music was the first time that I got up and I, I told people how I felt, and they listened and they understood. Um, and it, I think I, I I chased that. It's it's. It makes you feel so uh, understood when people can listen to the deepest, the deepest ref- self-reflection you have and say, I see myself in those words. If somebody listening right now is, is considering, maybe they're an aspiring songwriter, what advice would you give to them? I just got a Instagram DM. I do check my instant messages. 
Uh, the girl literally asked me that this morning. I give practical advice. I tell her, buy a book called uh, Everything You Need to Know About the Music Industry. They make you read it in every class at Berkeley. Um, and, you know, there's all that practical knowledge. But I would say, don't, you got to write from a real place. Edit from a marketplace. Write from a real place. Great when advice. You're, when you're writing, you shouldn't think about anyone but yourself. But then when you're editing, you should be really mean <laughs> to yourself and realize that, you know, if, you're, I, if your goal is to connect, your song can't be 14 minutes long because people won't want to listen to it. <laughs> Very cool. That, that is good advice. Yeah, don't, <laughs> don't, don't go the Pink Floyd route. Unless you're Pink Floyd, then totally go the Pink Floyd route. Very, very true. <laughs> what uh, what's, Are we going to hear Pink Floyd's song next? Uh, you know, I left that karaoke track at home. Um, this next song is another unreleased song as well. This isn't even on the EP. This is a, a really new song of mine, but I like it a lot. I'm in the studio working on this right now, so if you, you check into my socials, you might see uh, some snippets of the production of this. This song is called Dying. You will notice a theme in my music, which is... Uh, men breaking up with me so here we go this song is not surprisingly not as depressing as it sounds it's called dying but uh yeah here we go all right casey mcquellen on 95.9 w-a-t-d it's all yours don't do it i tell myself sitting on the floor of this empty house Shouldn't call you This late at night But the phone just stares As I drink my wine I get a little closer Every glass says I break my heart With our old photographs I'm dying Dying just to reach out Through the silence I'm dying Keep myself from driving 
Casey McQuellen live on the tiny stage tonight on 95.9 WATD. Now take us through the songwriting process of that song. Ha! <laughs> well, was, I was... Super, was that a quick a, song or, or a, a, a longer super, song? I was in a super good place. Uh, <laughs> no, I think... Um, Your inner Taylor Swift coming out? Oh, yeah. That's that's not that's just constant. Um, I mean, I think the thing about that song for me is that I think what I value in that song is and the reason it's not a completely sappy song to me is that she never calls I think there's a big difference between wanting to and doing it um and you know I was going through a breakup and um it's definitely this this you know the new batch of songs that I have coming out are going to be really different because um it's about experiences being 23 24 25 uh, instead of being, you know, in college and high school, and um, consequences, they're a lot. They're a lot larger, and they they play out a lot deeper in your life. Uh, and so, that song to me is um, about even when even I even at the lowest place, uh, there's still a bit of strength in keeping your composure. Very true. Tell us the recording process for the EP. How did that happen? Oh, the, I recorded the EP in Boston um, at the Record Company, which is a nonprofit organization that provides musicians with a reasonably priced uh, recording studio, which is, you know, really rare. Shout out to the Record Co. Yeah. They're a fantastic organization. Shout out to the Record Co. Fantastic organization. Yeah, I love the Record Co., man. They're the best. Uh, two, you know, some Berkeley grads founded that a long time ago, and they're fantastic. And it was really awesome because it gave us the opportunity to record an album, you know, a full string section and uh, real pianos and massive drum fills and all the kind of stuff that, um, you know, you dream about, but you don't have a lot of access to without, you know, dozens, dozens of thousands of dollars. And so um, I have a genius producer named Charles Humanry I'm still working with, kind of followed him to New York, quite honestly, he's really talented. And he produced the album and a, a great engineer called uh, Ben Barnett, who also went to Berkeley, and just a litany of talented uh, performers from the Berkeley community who came out to the record company and, and laid down some beautiful tracks that I'm really, really proud of. Excellent. Well, let's hear some more music. I see... Uh Millie has the guitar now, he does. and uh, what are we going to listen to next? So this is—I uh, was in a wedding band for a long time. Shout out to Boston! I probably played your wedding. Um, <laughs> I was in a wedding band called the Boston Comedy Band, and I learned a lot about performance, a lot about singing in the wedding industry. And um, I had to do a lot of Katy Perry as the resident young person. I was on all of the the, the music that's not as fun to sing. We'll put it that way. But the one time I got to kind of go to town was on this song it's called at last um it's still yes etta james fantastic vocalist uh and this is my take on the song this is still my favorite song to cover let's hear it casey mcquellen in studio tonight on 95.9 w-a-t-d it's all yours
Incredible. That is Casey McQuillan live on the tiny stage tonight, 95.9 WATD. Could you share with us maybe some of your influences? Um, you know, I would say... <laughs> besides Aaron Carter. Besides Aaron Carter, I mean, that pretty much sums it up. <clears throat> but if I have to, <laughs> I would say Taylor Swift was a really big influence to me. Uh, I learned to play the guitar by covering her songs. I really respect her lyric style she man she lays it out on all, all, all out on the table um and i think you know a lot of people feel they know too much about her because of that but as a songwriter i just think it's so brave when people are actually w- willing to say what's really what they're really feeling and what's really going on and i think you can loop adele into that category i think you know ed sheeran is just an unbelievable unbelievable writer john mayer uh it's kind of a theme but i really like I really like people who tell the truth uh, in a way that when you're listening to the song, you feel like they're singing about your life. Back to putting your life on the table. Do you have any songs that are too personal to share? Absolutely not. That's my whole business model. <laughs> uh, it's, 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 it, is, it is interesting to be asked about the songwriting behind them when I'm back in Boston. <laughs> Some of these songs, but you know, um, I I just only write about my own experiences and all I can all I can speak for is you know my experiences and the way I feel um, and I don't think how you feel in a moment is ever something you should be ashamed of very true Casey McQuellen here on the tiny stage we have to take one last break and I think we have time for one more song too does that work for you absolutely let's do that 95.9 WATD my name is John Shea Peter Black and the Wide World of Blues coming your way at 10 but we have more with 
Casey McQuillan on the tiny stage after this. Unique, different, bizarre. It's what we like. Uh, I put a little ballerina skirt on the monkey and I beat him into oblivion. Uh, most of the time. The crowd seems to love this. Almost Famous on 95.9 WATD. And we are back on the tiny stage tonight with Casey McQuillan. My name is John Shea. And Casey, how you doing in there tonight? On the top. You there? Oh, my God. I'm there sorry. you are. You're on. Oh, How's she doing? She, you know, n- not great, but we're making vast improvements. We're jumping leaps and bounds. That is good. So I, I can just feel it in the studio here through the glass. You were the kid that did all the school announcements. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, much to everyone else's chagrin. When I when I had a YouTube video uh, channel, I still do, but when I was, you know, it was all I did when I was in high school. And people used to leave comments at the beginning of the videos that they loved the singing, but could I please stop introducing myself because my voice was so annoying, my speaking <laughs> voice. So I really took that to heart. Well, how about, uh, how about we, uh, I, I, what, what about the uh, dream of being a meteorologist? You know, that has been in my dream journal my entire life. I'm feeling a lot of pressure right now. Uh, let's let's not, see what you got. Yeah, so this is hysterical because I perform for a living, but all of a sudden I got nervous reading us the weather. But, you know... The forecast for Marshfield, Mass. Uh, Tonight will be mostly clear with rising temperatures after midnight, but we're going to stick to a low of 37. Tomorrow, Marshfield, we have a beautiful day for late November. We're looking at sun with a few clouds, breezy, but unseasonably pleasant. That's going to be a high of 56, so make sure you get outside tomorrow. Hit the beach. Hit the beach tomorrow, up down to Cape Cod, patron those restaurants that need people this time of the year. And then Thursday, back to a, you know, reasonable, mostly sunny high of 45 degrees. Fantastic. Nice job. Bravo. (sighs) Give her the Oscar. Oh my God, I know. (laughs) <laughs> Casey, we have one last song tonight, and I understand you want to do one off the EP. Yeah, I'd love to play it for the people. Uh, this is a song called Come Back to Me. It was one of uh, my favorite songs I wrote while I was at Berkeley. And it was kind of about the difference between dating when you're younger and everything, you know, that, that feeling, the first person you love, you're, you're positive, you know, that's, that's the one forever. Um, and what it can be like when you get older, and it becomes a lot, a lot more about what, you, what kind of clothes you wear and who you know than uh, about the kind of person you are. So Excellent. this song's called Come Back to Me. And give us your website one last time before we wrap things up. CaseyMcQuillan.com. Hit me up on Instagram, Casey McQuillan. Casey, thank you so much for coming down to the South Shore and get home safely. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. All right. This is Casey McQuillan on WHED.